Yo, what do you do? It's your boy, Young Weezer. Welcome back to Cave Culture's YouTube channel. And this is Cave Culture, the podcast. The podcast that focuses on giving Cape Town artists exposure. Not any artists, actual artists. And we have an actual artist here today. Also, one thing to remind that you can find the audio episodes on Spotify, um, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Episode 28. We're in here. And another thing, remember to subscribe, hit the like bell, drop a comment what you thought of today's episode and who you would like to feature. And then I'll probably listen to it if it's not fire. No, no. If it's fire, yeah. Okay. Intro. He's a rapper, songwriter, producer. Top finalists in many competitions. We're going to get into that. Open for Nasty C. He's got bars, fire, and he's straight out of KF. Ayanda King. Straight up. Straight in up. Flesh, in the flesh. Damn, that sounds like... All we need is just that horn. That was a beautiful intro. If oh, I wait, shut, shut. Myself, I was going to I was gonna be like, top this, top that, top finalist, top yeah. finalist. And I was like, okay, now nah, maybe too long. I'm going to let you... To everything. It's quite a lot, you know, of top levels. So ah. <laughs> I'm, gl- I'm glad that you were like, we'll get into that. <laughs> oh, yeah, short man. Thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me, man. Thank you so much. It's been a journey for you. Straight up. So, wait, wait. Firstly, let's ask us, how was, how was your week? The week? The week? The week was blessed. The week was blessed. Like, um, always spending time with family, you know, the kids. Um, the lady, my brother, uh, my family. I can never complain when I'm around them, okay. you know. And I feel like this week, um, I got a lot of time to like be in, like at home physically, so I got to soak in the vibes. Oh. And I was telling the driver on the way here, it doesn't feel like weekend yet, so um, hopefully it will pick up. But the week has been blessed, bro. Like I'm still here, I'm still alive, still kicking. Are we? You know, I'm like, glad you said lady, not ladies. <laughs> Hey man, we 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 don't we don't play we, like that because you know? because like rappers always say like yo, I got ladies, I got, I got bitches, and it you know um I don't want to say it's 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 acceptable because of the culture in terms of hip hop, but it's 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 predictable. It's like uh, I expected that you know he has a lot of girls, he's a player, mm. but nah, I I keeps it strictly you know one woman type of guy. You know, one at a time. And not to say we don't have a past. You know, we all come oh, from yeah. being childish growing up. But for now, super, super settled, man. Okay. Nah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, so, Ayanda King. Straight up. Straight up. How did it all start? Go back. Go. go. Name. How that came about. Oh, yeah. How, how do you pronounce your surname? S I S U S A C Susa. Susa. C Susa. Susa. Sauce. Oh, no wonder you got the sauce. Okay, is that like government name? Yeah, that's that's full on government ID and everything, fam. Okay, cool. So, how did it all start? Name, history. Well, it started off with you know obviously my mom and my dad linking up, and then Nyanda came about 14th of October, 93. Um. Stayed in Langa, you know, beautiful place, man, rich in history. Um, I remember everything, you know, from going to go play Ekugaste at the like a city hall that we have type of thing. 
um, also going to the Love Life centers. You know, I was very, very, I was very playful. I was outside a lot. Um, I loved karate as well. So, oh, like, snap. Right opposite my house, we had like um, a park. So I was every day on the park. If it's not soccer, it's cricket. If it's not cricket, it's karate, you know. And the older I grew, um, I was always, well, let me say, I, I come from a home that is like, they love music, my mom and my dad. And I think that's where it kind of started for me. But subconsciously, without me being aware that, hey, man, this is actually something later in my life I'm going to be attracted to. So it was always Brenda Fussy, you know, in the house um, playing. And like I said, I remember I see my mom and my dad dancing. And those type of memories are what always, like, I associate music with. Like, hey, man, when you hear something good, good a good song, you can literally become like a core memory for you, you know? Mm. When you hear it a few years later, and you're like, I know exactly where I heard this song and how it made me feel, that nostalgic feeling that comes with it. So I always, always loved music, bro. Um, wait, just wait, from being sorry, exposed sorry. to it. How, how do you know if it's a good song? How do I know if it's a good song? Okay. For you, okay. Obviously, whatever you say is like you personally. Yeah. Because other people have like, no, this and this. I, I would say, firstly, um, identifying with the sound of the beat. You know, like if, if if you play me something and I can hear your vocals and your subject matter doesn't go with the beat itself, that, that's already a miss, you know. And then, like I said, content, what, you, what you're singing about, what you're rapping about, that's also something that I value a lot because I'm listening to you, I'm taking it in, so it mm-hmm. has to be something. So I feel like it starts off with the production, you know, because that's the first thing you hear before you even hear the vocals is the beat. So if the beat is catchy, and you don't need a lot of seconds in that, you just need a few seconds to hear, okay, I like this sound. And then you explore the song, you listen to the song. For, for, so for me, I would say the beat, if I hear the beat is catchy, like, hey man, turn it up a little bit. And then let's hear what homie or, you know, the lady has to say or bring into the record. And if those two gel together, you have it. You know, I, I believe that makes that's what makes a good song. The feeling that's also associated with, you know, listening to it, mm. what you took away from it. If it doesn't evoke something, then nah, it's not really, you know, a banger, mm. as they say. But coming back to uh, oh, yeah. where it all started... Um, the music for me, the bug bit me when I was driving with my dad and his best friend and we were in his best friend's car and he was playing um, Get Rich or Die Trying. Oh, snap. 50 Cent and mm. I couldn't understand. My dad is like a gospel guy. So when I heard that, I was like, damn, so they, they also move like this when they're together. You know, I was sitting in the back seat and my, 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 my dad's best friends, he's got his nephews there as well. So we all chilling. And that is where I first heard, like, okay, this is that rapping type of steez, you know. And then me and my dad would drive on our own, and he played a lot of Biggie as well, Ready to Die. So the exposure was there. But I grew up in a house that was mostly, like, gospel, you know. Like, we really messed with gospel, my grandmother and everybody. And I used to, like, sing a lot in terms of gospel songs at home. And then my voice broke. And then I couldn't, like, you know, hit those notes and stuff like that. I didn't, but I always loved music. And then what's also so happened was like, you know, when you grow up, Wizzle, you have questions, you know, that you can't particularly ask your mom or your dad mm. because they are strict in terms of go to school, pass, that's all we expect from you. So you might have a crush on somebody, you don't know how to, um, you know, describe this feeling You don't, oh. and you want to talk to somebody, but you know your parents are a no-go. So that's where the pen and the pad came in. I started pinning down my thoughts, everything, you know, how I felt or what I was feeling at the time. It was more in a poetic steez as well, you know, because the rhyme scheme and all of that. And then, like I said, um, when I started hanging out with friends, you know, and they were also like, you know, rapping and st- stuff like that, I was like, okay, I can do this. 
you know i think i can do this and i already have like you know journal entries and stuff like that so that is where the bug started for me it's mostly trying to like make sense of everything that's going on in my life at the time and not having necessarily the answers or and, and i never had like a big brother around type of thing so i was always on my own so writing was very therapeutic for me it started mm. off like that where i was just like i'm healing myself if i can put it like that and then obviously you started getting to expose like you can actually put these words on a beat you know and you can rap it and then you, you start having different type of flows mm. and that's where i got into like the whole music sphere now you know fully entrenched and okay i actually enjoy this i actually, actually mess with this so i'll say at 12 years old at 12 years old is where it all started for me and the name wasn't i hand king back then you know you start off with a yankee mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah the, the the youngest veteran that was my first mixtape that i released so that was also like you know a nickname nickname that i have for myself so yeah 12 years old is where i'd say it all started for me you know in my mama's room um trying to figure out things trying to like make sense of things yeah. writing about it always helped and then i later turned it into like you know rap songs and you res- uh, started recording when I started recording I think I was like 15 16 or 17 yeah let's be realistic 15 or se- yeah 16 or 17 I beg your pardon because I remember I was still in high school at the time Monument Park <clears throat> and a friend of mine Quincy I found out that his brother has like studio equipment at home and that blew my mind I was like man I need to go to this homie's brother's house and I always would ask him at school hey man like when can you connect me Yeah, he's busy with the project right now, you know. So when he's done, he's going I'm gonna, I'm going to connect you. And I was like, okay, I can respect, you know, the whole craft of making music and so forth. So I backed off for a while, but every time I saw this homie at school, it always bugged me like, "Hey man, I finna go record, you know. I have all these songs and I have all these these pads of bars and I'm going to get this out." And then I told him, "Hey, off the school, I'm going to link up with you by the gate." And he probably thought I was joking. I met up with him by the gate and I was like, "Man, screw that. I'm going home with you." You know, and he was like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I need to speak to him, bro." And then if he says he's busy, it's fine, but mm. he'll tell me when to come back or whatever. So we walked, you know, and I could see Homie was looking at me like, "Man, you're crazy, you know, forcing <laughs> your way in and stuff like that." Got to the crib, went to the room. It was like a studio type of thing. And then the homies were like, um, well, Diablo was sitting there in front of the PC. And then Quincy came in and he was like, hey, this, you know, this guy I was telling you about, da-da-da-da. And then the homie said, yo, so what can I do for you? And I was like, I want to rap, bro, you know. And he was like, so rap. And then I was like, I drop a beat. And then he dropped the beat and I rapped. And then he was like, take this beat, right? Mm. Come back like a few, oh no, come back the following day. Mm. And I went home got addressed and I went back a few hours later and he was like yo what's up and I was like I'm ready I got the bars you know I don't have to go still write it and then um after writing it you know um I went back to the I mean after getting back home I beg your pardon sorting myself off changing out of school clothes I went back to the crib and then he recorded me you know and his his younger brother Lock D was also a rapper mm. and he was really like he's really dope you know And Diablo for me was like um, like a genius when it comes to beats. He's really good and he has melodies for days. So it started off with one song and then they heard the content, you know, the bars and they were like for a kid that's so young, you're saying crazy shit. And I was like, yeah, that's just how it is, you know. Trying to stand out, you know, trying to be that guy in terms of rapping. So you say crazy things on on tracks mm. just for that shock value. And then they were like we can work with you. 
can groom you type of thing but they never formally sat me down and be like you know this we taking you under our wing mm-hmm. but they always kept me there and i really really respected that so my first song was like by diablo's house you know um shout out to quincy as well for being stubborn but letting me get there you know mm-hmm. and then from one song it turned into a, um, a mixtape i think it was like probably 12 songs and um, the youngest veteran mixtape um obviously I don't have any copies of it now, unfortunately. And that's what breaks my heart about, you know, moving. If you're going back in the days, you're trying to make music so fast. You don't really have that thing. Save it, you know, so that it can age well when you go back. I don't mm. I don't have most of, most of my songs that I did in the past. I don't have. I know them, them guys probably have it that I used to work with. But personally for me, and that's what also hurts me because that's how you measure your growth and you appreciate what you have. Mm. But it, it went from one song to 12 records, you know. Um, yo, that's actually the thing is like even if you even if you like back up the songs, is a charge where the PC crashes. Definitely, and... definitely, bro. <laughs> or it gets like a crazy. I remember we had one where there was like a virus on the external, and Locke was like going from pillar to post trying to recover, you know, and just I don't want to lose anything, and we had to eventually like you know um thingy flush it. You know, mm. and that's what really like years and years of material that's gone down the drain. My stuff has also been there, and it's not years of material for me. It's just like maybe stuff that we did together yeah. now in a short space of time. So I I know the, you know, the feeling of losing music, and you're like, oh, I don't think I can get back into that bag. You know, like that song that was on there. Uh-huh. I tapped tapped in, tapped into a certain emotion. Sorry, but yeah, man. I feel like. Um it probably happened for a reason, as they say. Everything happens for definitely, a reason. Definitely, definitely. So even if that's gone, you maybe think like, "Yo, if I did keep that, it would have actually sounded whack." Or da da da. The the guys at thirteen, that's was their label that they they ran as thirteen entertainment. You know, Diablo and them. Um, they really groomed me, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. They really groomed me when it comes back to the music because it was just like a load, a gang load of guys in the studio. And you know when the beat drops, one goes to that corner, the other one goes to this corner, and we're just writing. See who comes up with the, you know, the hardest verse. Mm. And I would always get that slack of, man, you decide to rap after Locke, are you crazy? You know Locke is a da-da-da. Mm. And I would go back to the drawing board at home, so angry, like, man, how? And then revising, scratching out, you pissed off, like, that. Nah, this is not hard enough, like, Locke, you know, I need, it. I need these flows, I need uh-huh. all of that. So the, the, the beginning journey for me, bro, was really, for me, was the most beautiful journey because on your way to wherever you're headed to, all you have is memories, right, mm. that you make and create. Mm. And I store them in a, in a very, very, very um, special place mm. because without them, I wouldn't maybe, definitely, I wouldn't be sitting here because... Um, everything happens for a reason, like you said. Oh, yeah. We might not be together now, you know, like we used to be, but I can never ever take away from the lessons and the teachings and just in, like grooming me, man, you know, the, grooming. The moments. The moments, well said. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The moments. Talk to me about uh, Fulfi Entertainment. What was your connection to them? Oh, man. That was a crazy time. Filthy happened at a time where I was with 13, right? And then Daz was like filthy entertainment but now when we were 13 there was never a time where we thought we would be i won't say merging but we'd be moving with another label type of thing we were were good on our own bro but when flex came into our lives he came he came in with that thing of he loves music and if you love music we're gonna we're gonna make music together you know what i mean 
came into my life, came into our lives. And it was just beautiful at the beginning. It was really beautiful. What I mean by that is it was just purely on music. Mm. Like you could see like, okay, this kid loves making music. You know, all he does is just make music. If he's not working, he's making music. And for my side as well, hearing that he's been in the game for so long, you know, and the recognition sometimes I feel like, yo, you're supposed to be um, at the tier of a national artist and now you're like looking at an OG type of thing, like legend in the game. And the fact that you're not getting that recognition and those flowers, yeah, it could be from the fact that you're also not doing a lot, you know, you're not pushing hard enough. But at the same time, in your community, they respect you so much, they love you, they see what you're doing. I always had this thing of, I wish the rest of Cape Town specifically could just see like this guy's passion for love and like that he has for music, sorry. Mm. And I always stuck with him based on that. Like, man, I can learn a lot because he's, he's, he's run these laps that I'm going to be running, you know. And then started the, I think it's the iMic, like my um, open mic sessions that we had over at Wallace Dean. So every Friday we'd be going there to go like rock the mic, rock the mic. And that's how I also got people to see, okay, this is Ayanda, this is what he does, you know. And then 13 fell apart due to the fact that um, me and Locke had an argument, right? And then I told him like, it's cool. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do my my own thing. Was it creative differences? No, it wasn't creative differences. And that's the saddest thing about it because... You know when you separate with someone and you feel like it wasn't me and you, bro. You know, it wasn't it wasn't necessarily us that had beef with each other. It's more of an external party. And you know, when women get into the picture of things, it can become really, you know, jaded, if I can put it yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So out of respect, we parted ways, but it was never a thing of like, I hate you, you hate me. We just didn't vibe after that. And I respect the fact that I think it's also got to do with like the love that we have for each other, like no homo. I don't see myself bashing him. He doesn't see himself bashing me. So we just amicably go our separate ways. You know? I, f- I feel like um, a female also shouldn't like change the vibe or so. Since you're saying now female, like go ahead. And you're absolutely right. You know, like I blame myself for not being man enough to sit him down and be like, hey, I understand maybe you were protecting your lady at the time and this and that, the third. But you must also know that we are brothers you know, and what happened, I don't like it. I, I blame myself. I hold myself accountable on the, on that degree. Mm. But I also know being stubborn and also having like, you know, pride can sometimes work, you know, against you and not in your favor. Yeah. So that's where it fell off with 13. And when it fell off with 13, I was basically on my own. And then Daz was there and I was like, hey, man, let's make music. We were always making music. And then Daz was like, why don't you become part of Filthy? You know, I, I see you as a filthy entertainment member. You, you're really ripping, you know, the, the, the scene, the block, whatever you want to call it. And I was like, All right, let's do it. But I'm not going to be an artist only. You know, I want to own something, part of this. You know, because I want to, I always wanted to be part of something, bro. You know, like, you know, when you grow up, they say you need to get signed. You know, you, you have a label that you're representing. Mm. So I come from that culture where it's like, put me somewhere, you know, and then let me do the rest in terms of representing the flag or whatever you want to call it. So he did that and he was like, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put you on as the director as well and with me and then we do this. And then it worked. We like went out, did shows, you know, it was beautiful. We did a lot of shows as a matter of fact. Moving on from that. Yeah. What's your process when making music? So... Before 
the filthy entertainment days we used to like i said be in the studio right bang the beat go into your separate corner and just do your thing and i used to love writing i still do but you know after everything post nasty c show we had to be on the road a lot my brother and i if you're not if you're not hustling you're not eating so i didn't have time to be in the studio you know like i i, I used to and when i am in the studio by uh, when when i was a bigger part in the studio by pain the food had to be there the petrol had to be in the car you know what i mean everything had to be straight because i don't want a situation where we in the studio come out late and then you still need to think of what you're going to eat you know there's no power at home and these are all just like th- the plights that we face as you know artists on the come up you can choose to go for um a 9 to 5 but then some of them feel like they're selling out and all that nonsense but then how are you going to eat is my question so we were always out and about in the streets shout out to everybody and i mean everybody who 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 played a very um, integral role in keeping us alive you know with here's the money here here's the food here to such a degree you even know your pattern like on sundays i'm going to my other homies house because i know they got that sunday play going on you know (laughs) (laughs) things things like that bro like the struggle will, will, will really 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 humble you Wait, so... And the process. Uh, not done. Because <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to say, like, because um, when I'm in the zone, I don't even eat. I forget about that. When you, like... Eat. When you're in the zone, like, forget everything. I don't even eat bathroom, nothing. Like that. It's what I was saying earlier on. It's the perfectionist in you. You, oh. you want to make sure that it's done to the T. So after everything happened, I started writing on the spot. You know? Like, if I have an idea popping up, mm. okay, I note it down just so that I don't forget it. And I always start off with the opening bar. You know, I always try to um, focus on the opening lines. Once I know the opening lines, I can build around that. Then you I focus think. like on the chorus. Exactly. Okay. I just, for me, the hardest is always the opening line because I always have the feeling, the thing of if it's not, you know, catchy, if it's not impactful, if you don't get me the pitch, mm. the way you're saying it, how you, if it doesn't get me, you're going to lose me. So opening lines for the sake, for the sake of writing, it's always like a bit challenging for me, but once I have the opening line, the the, the piecing together, mm. it's it's very very much easy. And like now, if me and you were to be here and we chopping it up, I'm not I, I don't sit and write, you know. I okay, I got something, let's punch it in, and then I go back and then we listen to the beat again. I think I have something, weasel. Let's punch it in. But then you get times where I'll be at home and I'm listening to a beat and listen to it for so long that. I have the ideas. I know how I wanted to. Mm. And then I just take my phone, hit the record, and then, you know, go yeah. for it, go for it, go for it. And then when I have the verses, I try and memorize them. So that when I'm in the studio, you'll never see me with a pen and pad in the studio. I don't, I used to do this back in the days where we were like, and I just found it like my brain is working overtime. I'm trying to read and I'm also trying to not knock the mic. And I'm also like, it was becoming too much for me personally. Like mm. I felt like I was overthinking it. And that's when I was like, no, write it down if you write it down. Memorize it if you memorize it since you're not writing it down. Mm. But just make sure you have something. That's why I say the opening line always helps me not to forget the flow and the content. in which. Because if I'm just going to do it off the head, by the time I get out of this house, I'll hear another song in the car. And then I forgot about the pitch, the melody, the mm. flow, all of that. But just to cut a long story short, I don't, I don't write. I don't, I don't write. The only time I'll write is if I know, okay, I've got the time. Like, I've really got the time. And touching on this new project, I had more than enough time. 
Oh yeah, yeah, don't go into that. <laughs> <laughs> so wanna, so wanna go in there. Um, wait, okay, so your process, um, you first start obviously within. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, my, me again, um, sorry to make this about me now. No, sorry. no, no. Um, I would listen to the, so- to the beat. Okay. Uh, I would always have the chorus first. Always have the chorus first. Nice. Um, verse would be, um, I basically just record the flow. Okay. In a kind of gibberish kind mm, of uh, mm, words, mm, mumbles, some gibberish. Mumbles, yeah, yeah, I feel record it. that whole thing, and then whenever go home, and then just like fill in the puzzle pieces. Yes. Basically. Yes. Uh, yes. That, that's how I would. You see, would it's not. Re- it's not. The 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 styles is not that far off. Mm. You know, each person has their own, you know, form of way, a way of working. Sorry, but if I listen to what you're saying, it's not, it's not that far off because you're recording so that you can keep the flow that that that, that that's coming to your mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then when you get home, like you said, you're piecing it together now, and that's where the beauty happens. Mm. You know, putting it all together. Like with me, opening line. Okay, I know exactly how it must start. Uh, 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 uh. That's cool. I'm not gonna forget that flow. You know. And then when it's time to piece the, the the words, the verse, the actual body now together, it's it's it be, it becomes a walk in the park for me. Um, wait, how many projects do you have though, dude? Cause wait. I, I I'm gonna be real with you. I started off with the youngest veteran mixtape, mm-hmm. and then I did um I was part of a compilation thirteen mixtape that we did with gents, you know. And then there was Cape Town's very own part one that I did with Karen Desai. Because I saved, I saved that. Yeah, 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 I saved that. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, cool, this. Yes, that, that, that's, that's it right there. Oh, yeah. That's it right there. V2 was um, the last, no, not the last one, Ape Town was the Ape last Town one. The yes. last one yeah. And then, yeah, we're here now de- dealing with Before Winter. Which I'm really, really excited um, on that one. Super. But we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just run through those projects. Okay. Right? So And then you get to Ape Town. No problem. The first one was um, The Youngest Veteran. That I did when I was moving with the 13 Entertainment yeah. guys. Um, beautiful body of work because it was my first body of work. And then the second one was the 13 compilation mixtape that we made mm-hmm. together as, you know, 13, the crew. Um that was the second one, right? Yeah. The third one is the Cape Town's very own mixtape part one. Yeah. And then the fourth one is part two. The fifth one is part three. And then thereafter that, I did Ape Town. Wait, is there a part three? Yeah, there is a part three. Um, All of this, funny enough, it was, I don't know if you know Garen Desai. Garen Desai. Garen Desai. I'm, I'm bad with names, good with faces. That makes two of us, bro. So <laughs> I put that together with him because he had like a recording set up at, at his crib at the time. And then we were just like more of the steeds of harnessing, you know. It wasn't a limit. If you check on SoundCloud, you'll find it under Garen Decide, mm-hmm. all the projects that we did there, you know. But it was never a thing of we're trying to be famous or get signed of this. We were just trying to like literally let's harness the skill. Let's harness the sound. Let's try to find ourselves within this music thing. Like you need to know who you are, what makes you tick in terms of, you know, your style, if I can put it like mm. that. So it was more practice, practice, practice than anything. And I really, really enjoy, you know, um, love and I cherish those moments because, man, that's where the conf- confidence came from. 
you know, going back and forth, doing the same thing, making mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. It teaches you how to put a body of work together. It teaches you, you know, the, 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 the discipline mm. of I have to be in album mode. I have to be in project mode, mm. not just um, now and then you come back three months later again to it. So that's the one thing I can say is my one of my strengths, you know, in the game is that most people will give out singles, singles, singles. I know I take my time with it, you know, so that I can give you something that you can sit down. You can, whether you don't like it or like it, you're not going to critique me on one, just of one song that maybe you don't like. There will be songs there. And then if you're critiquing me and then I was like, it's, I'm hoping it's a sound decision, you know, because you listen to everything. If you mm. didn't listen to everything, then I, I think it's unfair. So how... Youngest veteran. That Cape Town's very own. Is that like you listen to Drake a lot? Then that sounds because I know he says October's very own. It's funny, you <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, I would say it's a play on that. Okay. But I wouldn't say like it came directly from OVO because I'm also born in October, right? Okay. So I could also be like, yo, it's October's very own. But I like the. But you, you're right. It, it it's a play from OVO. Oh yeah, because you know, I've never heard anyone say that. Ever. No. Only 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 Drake said that. I've never heard like anyone in Cape Town or anyone in general say. Mm. Then I was like, okay, it doesn't listen to. And bro, I started that when when I was like in high school. CTV. Oh, it's Cape Town's very young, and it stuck with me and grew with me to such mm. a point where maybe when I start a, start a song, sorry, I'll be like, ah. Uh, Skate town's very young, and then they're like, mm. "Oh my gosh, this nigga!" <laughs> <laughs> um, so how does how does the wait wait did you get into Ape Town? Ape Town came at a time twenty twenty. So why Ape Town specifically? I took away the C from Cape Town, and then I made it Ape Town. You know, and. To go further in depth with that, I watched the movie. I think it's um, Planet of the Apes. I was going to say now. Mm. <laughs> That's where the inspiration came from. Then there's a line where, I don't know, if, I think it's the ape, where it says, ape don't kill ape. You know, something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it really stuck with me because that, that time in 2020, it was like that xenophobic vibes as well. Prior to that, it, I think it was really like bad in um Joburg side and then I didn't I, I won't lie to you bro like I can understand pe- people's frustrations and whatever but I don't believe I firmly stand on like you don't you don't you don't take um take it upon yourself to kill someone or hurt someone because you might feel like they're not from this country or mm. you know like I said I understand your frustrations but at the same time it's not our job to kill, you know. We're not. We that's leave that to God. That's reserved for God. You know what I mean? So that it came from that we are so like this division amongst you know Africans specifically speaking. Mm. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. You know, we Ape Town. We all gotta love each other. Firstly, we all gotta accept each other, irrespective of the background. You know, the culture. We all, we all one. We all one people. And I believe we pray to the same God. You know what I mean? So. It came from that. That is where the essence in terms of, okay, I'm going to make a project called Ape Town. And if somebody were to ask me, what's the theme around it? I'll say, we're trying to, to bridge this gap between maybe a Zimbabwean person and a Kosa person who are just not connecting. 
So now we know music, it's a, it's a powerful tool. Mm. So if you like a song from Ape Town, Robert Mugabe, for example, and she likes Robert Mugabe, you, a South African, saying you like a Zimbabwean president, you know, in terms of the song's name. So can we not, you know, can we not um, co- coexist mm. peacefully and in harmony? That was Ape Town. And then obviously now we had to make the songs. I reached out to one of my um, close friends, Sammy Wanda. He's based in the States. He's very good with the mellow side of things. You know, so that's when I was like, I'm, I'm going to need you to help me curate it, you know, so that the sound is, it's, it's, it's not trappy like all the other projects. Now we're trying to tone it down a bit. And he took, he took care of it, bro. Um, Inyembezi, he produced that. It's a very, very um, emotional song. And I respect him for that, for that, because it really helped carry the project as well. Um, I don't know if you know of Lal OG, Lal February. He's a producer as well. Yeah, I, I saw him when I was searching. Yeah. Not stalking, searching. <laughs> you know, so he's really also like um, a, a key anchor, you know, in, in, in our lives. In a sense of when I'm done recording, I would generally send it to Lal. Lal would do the mixing and the mastering and all of that, you know. And he was also learning. So it was a beautiful thing where it's like we're feeding off each other's energy. We're trading mm. off, you know. And then... Um, Lau was involved. I uh, got Wizzy, Wizzy Beats, who produced Couldn't for for Aries. I got him to do um, Stachy's mixing and mastering. And um, I can't remember the other song that he did, but I know it was Stachy and Bougie, I think. Uh, yeah, Stachy and Bougie. He did the mixing and mastering for those songs. I worked with Sean as well um, from Lavoe Studios. He was based in North Pine at the time, but he's in Cryfontaine now. So th- the entire recording was done there. 80% of the songs. Garen was also part of the project in terms of I recorded by his house as well when I was in the area. So I, it was a beautiful project because I had all my friends working there on with me. The other ones, it was like me and my brother, Ilias. Ilias is going to be on every project, you know, in terms of executively producing it. Okay, this sticks. This is not the right sound. Let's do it like this. Here's the budget that we have for this. So... No one say I can't count him, but you you always be included, the guy in the pics. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you said. So um it was a I, I loved I loved that project because I got a chance to be a, you know a bit vulnerable, speak about past relationships, issues that I had with my dad in the past, um, expectations that I have as a father for myself, you know. I, and it hurt me to a certain degree that it it they didn't receive it. The people didn't receive receive it the way that I would have wanted them to. But I also understand maybe it's got to do with, ah, this is not what we know you for. You know, where, where are the, the hard songs? Where are the trap anthems? Now it's like you're a little bit vulnerable. And I, I really mess with that project, bro. To such a point, I said, I said to E as well, let's take it off, you know, the streaming platforms. It's, um, I got that from Kanye where it's like, I want the old Kanye. No, chop up the soul, Kanye. Do this, do that. And then how about I just do nothing? How about I just sit back and show me who, who, who who's doing it the, the way that you guys would want me to do it, you know? And that's where the gap came in. After dropping Ape Town, we went, you know, sports scenes. But we'll get into that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. But Ape Town, for me, was the most personal project that I've worked on. And also collaborating. I worked with a lot of people there. And it's it's all people that I really, really love. Like, they're my brothers like that, you know? Um... Uh, wait, and then you went to Joburg. Correct. Whew. Damn, man. 
Josie was crazy. Okay, experience. Why did you go the toll? Yeah. Um, to be truthful, like blatantly, blatantly truthful. Um, we lost our accommodation here in Cape Town. The house got sold that we were living in, mm. and then my brother and I, we were living by um Zabisi's house. Another guy, you know, he he gave us a room. Very very cool man. Very very cool man. And we would we probably told him we we're gonna be there max a month, you know. And then um the month came and then obviously we you can reevaluate the things but it's time to go. You know, you don't want <laughs> oh, to yeah. you don't want to overstay your welcome. Even mm. even if you were to say, No, it's okay, you guys can stay. We knew we needed to go. But now the thing is where do you go? Because the house is sold and we were just like driving around in the car and then my brother came up and like, Look, we need to go to Joburg. And at the time there was a homie of ours that side, Nash. He was calling every day, like, When are you guys coming through? We all say they're coming through. When are you guys coming through? And then we decided, look, we're not gonna be homeless in Cape Town. You know, everybody knows you. Everybody knows though it's not you'll stand out. So mm. let's rather go to a place where no one knows and we do this from scratch. You know, we rebuild ourselves and we went, bro. And funny enough, my portion you know, came from Dreams of Plenty sales because we made the project and we sold it for 50 rand. Made quite some money because we were not hungry in December. I remember that for a fact. The entire December, we were not hungry. We were just moving this product. I was like, damn, you know. Got enough money, um, sold the car, the golf that we had, Velocity. And then we went to Joburg. And we got to Joburg. First thing we get to, it's um, this flats that we stay in. And then the gentlemen downstairs are like, yo, y'all got to pay a fee to go up. And then we thought it's a once-off fee, you know. But actual fact, every month you need to put like a thousand, you know, minimum at least, just so that me and my brother could be there. But where the hell are we going to get this money? We also have this budget from selling the car, you know. And then the only thing I could have helped was Nash talking to the guys, like they with me. But I'm I'm guessing he was also afraid to, to, to mess up anything that had to do with these. Um... No, that's cool. Anything that had to do with um, his accommodation. So he didn't want to mess that up. And then I'm also not going to put pressure on you because I understand the situation. Mm. But we never got to hustle, bro, the way we were supposed to hustle in Joburg. And that's the one thing that frustrates me the most um, in terms of my first trip there. You know, it, it bugged me. It bugged me so much because we were cooked up in this room. And then when you go downstairs, there's different security guards with different shifts. And each of them has to be paid. Now imagine a thousand, thousand, thousand for three teams. That's three thousand. Where do we get that money? So now you you cooked up in the house. You don't want to go downstairs because if you go out, they might not let you back in. So the hustling was it was it was bad, bro. It mm. was I've never been in such a position in my life as well where you feel so confined, you know, in a small space. And the only time we would go out is if the security guards that we were cool with were there. But if they're not present or they're working a late shift, you only go out late night. You know what I mean? What are you gonna do outside with no money? in Joburg but we managed to forge um, relationships you know with people such as Blanca we went to his house shout out to Blanca made music and stuff like that and even in the building as well that we were living in there were some trappers that stayed downstairs we made mm. relationships with them it wasn't all bad right but what made it for me the worst experience was the fact that I was not given a chance to to get in the field and play mm. imagine going to the biggest stage hypothetically speaking of your life and when you get there 
you're told you have to watch it from the front row seat or mm. the middle and you're like but I'm supposed to be on the stage, you know, not watching it. Yeah. That's how I felt. I watched everyone around me hustle. I, Jay, Jay Molly was downstairs. Man, these everybody would come and do, like, hustling. We stayed in Bromfontein. So it's like, you know, the hub for the city life in terms of kids now and um, students, sorry. So you'd see them, these guys there, bro, but you can't even reach out and speak because you don't have any music, you don't have product, you know. And we came here to record. We came here to push... Even this Dreams of Plenty sound that we are pushing, we mm. can't push it because we can't find up in a room. Mm. Made, the, made the decision like, let's go back home, right? Let's go back home and regroup everything. Went back home, regrouped, and then my brother E said he's going to look for a job because now it's pointless that there's no money coming in. How long are we going to keep doing this? Mm. So we need to be realistic. Um, found a job. Thank God, you know, and then things started becoming a bit more easier, you know. Mm. Now I can focus in the studio. Now I can focus on the writing. Now I, can, I actually have, you know, time mm. and a bit of flexibility, if I can put it oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah, can yeah. stretch myself now. I'm not feeling stiff and stuff like that. So, Josie, to sum it up in a nutshell, bro, um, it was a bittersweet I'm, 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 I'm experienced mm. because you're seeing all these opportunities you're seeing all these people I even took play, took part in the one mic um, show the SABC one mic show um, I made it through the auditions and then I had to come through for the recording of the actual content yes, like, yes, yes. you know and then that time I was already um, on my way to Cape Town you know already in Cape Town probably when thingy, um, the Rashid and them sent you messages saying hey you know pull up and shit like that I was so I took part. I did I did try. You know, I can safely say, man, we really tried to occupy spaces with the little bit of time and resources that we had. Mm. And then you must also know like food, you need to buy food, you need to it becomes it, it, it becomes really challenging. So for anyone who'd want to explore the Johannesburg um tip, just make sure that your money's straight mm. and whoever you are dealing with that side, make sure that they are solid. You know, what I mean by solid is they will have your back, you know, irrespective of what happens, when it happens, they're going to really, really have your back because that place is cutthroat. It's a cutthroat city for me and it's very fast paced. So if you, a person that likes to take things easy and slow down, you might just lose out on a lot of things. So I'm definitely, um, I feel more friendly. I feel more, listen to me, friendly. I feel more <laughs> happy. <laughs> I feel more happy now when I travel back to Joburg because like me and my brother, we know hey, last time we were here, it was really painful, mm. but now it's like it's completely different ball game now. You know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, um, wait, and then you came back, and then it was what popping bottles. Pop bottles, um, oh, Cape Town. Oh, that was crazy because normally with pop bottles you have to um, you have to submit your videos, and then you have to go like on a voting thing where the people vote for you to get on stage. When we got here in Cape Town, it was probably like a month. Yeah, no, we got here in November, two months. Because in Jan, they called my brother E and they were like, hey, we want him on. And then he was like, okay, so what must we do? Must we like vote and stuff like that? And he was like, nah, nah, nah. There's no voting. You know, we just want you. We saw your video that you submitted. We need him on. Mm. And that was a beautiful thing to come back home. And it also gave me that thing of like, maybe I need to be at home. Because you can go out there chasing these things, you know. But if you actually move smart enough. You can attract them to come to you as well, or meet, you can meet each other halfway, mm. you know. 
So that is when our pop bottles came. Um, they gave us 10 complimentary tickets. Imagine the feeling of not having anything and you're telling your friends and, you know, your loved ones, here, come on, you come through to the show. You know? <laughs> it felt like you're bossing up to a certain degree. And I did the show, rest in peace, DJ Dimples, man, you know, may soul really, really rest in peace. Um, he's the one that, like, gave us the opportunity to get on. Um, with every performance, bro, I always give my all. So that was also, like, one of, you know, my highlights coming back from Johannesburg. And it also like stamped the non the notion of this is home, you know, mm. this is really really home because look at the love that you got just so not even a month you were here and they're mm -hmm. calling you back. So yeah, like pop bottles when I got back was really really dope. It was really really sweet, a nice experience, and I hope that they can keep you know the 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 overall organization in terms of pop bottles going because mm. it's a pretty pretty um beautiful concept. Man. Was the was the one like last year and. Is it gonna beat this? Yeah. I'm not sure, but I think there was um last year. Mm. I think they 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 had something, but it was not in Cape Town though. Oh, okay. But I know um they definitely still pushing, man. It would be it would be a great injustice to let such a brand um just go to waste if I can put it like uh, that. Because yeah, yeah. Pop Bottles is is quite big. It's quite big. Um, and then your experience there with uh, sports scene put me on. Ooh. And then also run through the the Stimmerol Flow Lab or something. Yeah, so the Stimmerol Flow Lab, um, basically it's you get invited to come through for a workshop session. Um, what I did, my experience when I got there, you have to bring like a track of yours that, that you want to present to the listeners and the crowd and so forth. And we did a broad brick wall, a song, a single that I released. And I played it and, you know, um, they vibed with it, you know. The lady, I think her name is Sasha, she came, she works for Stimrol as well, and she was like, hey, give me your, your IG handle. Gave her my IG handle, she um, invited me. So the workshop, in a nutshell, just basically you get like industry, you know, advice and tips from, I want to say leading national celebrities, but celebrities that are somewhat, you know, in a very good standing in terms mm. of their music and financially and socially like it's a good person to have there to talk to you mm. and give you a game you know what i mean so it's 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 a very good thing man to 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 to, to check out and how one you know enters you base, basically buy like a stimrol um chappies and then the, the 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 qr i mean the code and stuff like that that's on the slip you just get in touch with the the stimrol um thingy website i think i think it's a website and then you basically just key in your barcode if I'm something because my yeah. brother my brother did all of that I just got told we need to go and I asked him <laughs> how and he was like he bought two gums gum gums and in the slip that you get you basically connect the dots mm. using that so it's I, I would really really um advise and also like implore um yeah a lot of um young artists to check that out you know educational it, purposes it's, a very, yeah. it's a very educational purposes and then they also do like um a collaborative project where if we liked your song and we liked Ayanda song, yeah, send your songs through. We're going to make it into a project and, you know, put it out there on DSPs and so forth. So that was actually really, really a nice experience for me, man. The stem roll, it's so intimate. You learn a lot as well. Things that you wouldn't necessarily hear from people talking about on interviews. Mm. So I would really like encourage people, you know, especially the young youngsters on the come up, just to go check that out, you mm. know. Take the time out. You never know what you might find. And then you're also a great networking tool because you get to see a lot a lot of people, artists that is. It's a wide pool. Mm. And then to coming back to the sports scene, oh, yeah. that one was my brother again. 
I don't particularly like sit there and look for these things. You know, he's the one that would be like, yo, bro, are you keen on doing this? Are you interested? And our belief is if you say you're a rapper, you rap. And there's a competition that says rap. Why wouldn't you? You know? And that's the problem I have with artists from Cryfontaine. Just to deviate a, a little. They will say that they are rappers. You know? But when it's time to rap, and there's a competition provided for you to rap, you look down on the competition. I don't know for what reason. Maybe you think you're better, you know? Or your craft is... It's not a competition type of, you know, um, setting. You, mm. you, you're doing, you're dealing with, with big things. You don't need to be, <laughs> you don't need to be doing okay. um, competitions. I, I, I take full offense, you know, in that because that's how you get your name out there. That's how you get your community out there. And most importantly, you never know what might just happen because 90% of the shows that I've entered, bro, I've mm. won. With the exception, like, obviously now of sports scene and stuff like that but even that is not a loss that's the biggest w of my life i never thought that people would vote you know because mm. I, I i keep to myself bro i'm at home i'm in the studio if i'm at home i've got earphones in i'm writing i'm always always on them beats so i don't necessarily um engage like that on social media right so now to see people come out and vote in numbers and share and everything that really really touched me bro and that's how i also like knew that whatever i do it must have intent you know don't take it for granted because there are people that are watching they may not say that they're watching you but trust and believe they are watching you so always try to you know be intentional with whatever that you are doing pure intent that is and um my first audition song was robert mugabe at sports scene yeah the that 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 really set it off and then i got to get on a plane you know for the first time never traveled like that and that's what i'm saying we know no win bro like if you know what i've been through where i come from to be seated on a plane looking out the window and you're seeing these clouds i feel like i'm close so close to god you know and i'm being jetted off to another um province mm. for for music you know, that really hit me like, it's happening. Most people normally wait for, to get signed and, you know, it's it's happening. It's really happening right now. And shout out to Sports Scene because when I got that side, I prepared myself. I had everything ready. And even though I didn't win, it's it's okay. It's really okay because I got to see how other artists, you know, carry themselves, how they perform, stage presence, where can I work on my craft, what... And the only thing that I can fault myself if we, if we were to talk about, yo, Aya, why didn't you win? Maybe let's say song selection. But I feel like Vans, Vans was really a good song. I was looking for that song, actually. But I couldn't find... It's, like, pa- it's, part, of, it's part of this project that I'm busy with before we enter. Oh, yeah, that's... that's I'm like, taking like, man, go and find this man's music. And that's the nice thing about that as well. Um, by the time Vans dropped, Everybody would have, most people would know about it because I perform it so much, you know. And that's how it's also like E and I test the music to see the reaction. Do they like it? If they like it, okay, we can ride with it because you can see. So, because the people, though, the, the, the judges, they yeah. the day, bro. 
But look, when you're performing Vans, didn't you wear like Pumas or something? Yeah. I, I was like <laughs> looking at the video, I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I got old Puma on. Oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Puma on. I, I even wanted to change the bar, you know, just to like squeeze in a Puma thing. Uh, but I was just like, hey, man, don't be cheesy, dude. You know? <laughs> don't, don't, don't be cheesy. Don't look like you're trying all means to win now. Just go out there, have fun, enjoy mm. yourself. And I really, really, really did, bro. I had... My, my my lady there, my son was there, my brother was there at the Cape Town One auditions. And obviously that moment I mentioned off of camera with youngster as well, you know, Jerry his manager coming to me and be like, Bro, this is all just child's play. You know, come come to the, the what is it? The block. That's where real things will happen. We'll work something out for you. And it really touched me because youngster like when we were exchanging contact numbers, he said to me, Bro, are you really going to come? And I was like, yeah. And he said, are you sure? So that for me was like, okay, if he's doing it for the show, you, you, you go, you're good at acting. Right. But I, I kind of picked it up. Like, how are you going to ask me two or three times if I'm really, really going to come? Then maybe there's a little bit, you know, something there in your fiber that actually wants me to pull up. Mm. So if I'm going to pull up, it has to be right. It has to be, it has to be blessed, you know, because I don't want to, be exchanging energies and when i leave there it's like it's as good as nothing i want to be able to say yo um riyad really held me down i learned a lot from him you know because i know youngster from started in my dna back in the days when you know he was doing all that um, um good hope sessions and i always knew bro like if i'm not gonna rap with him we're gonna be in the same space you know I've always like belief, just that sense of belief. Mm. I know it's going to happen. I just can't tell you when, where or how, but in the interim, I'm going to stay practicing. I'm going to stay writing. I'm going to stay grooming myself. Hence things like sports scene and them um, was not that hard for me because I have been partaking in competitions. Uh, wait, wait, this the wait, what? Ipotso. Ipotso. Yeah. yeah There's that. that one. Explain me that. Go through that one. And the, what is this? Oh my! Oh my! Guap! Are we yeah, go, th- go through? Go through? Go through that? So the Ipotoi was um, I can't remember the year though. I think it was twenty seventeen. Yeah, twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen. So basically, they 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 give guys like opening slots, you know, before mm. the national acts perform, and then they had auditions. I was the no, there was three of us from Cryfontaine. There was three of us, and it's very disappointing place that has so many rappers only three pulled up you know and of that three only one made it and that was me you know but sh- shout out to my brothers for for, for 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 partaking you know shout out to my brothers they know who they are at, at the Pertoyo auditions but I did it you know I made it through that day KEZ was, was going crazy it was like hey man who you signed to I'm finna sign you right now and then the other homie, Oaks God, he was there and he was like, you know, my name is also Ayanda. <laughs> and he was like, show these people, man, how to motherfucking rap. Mm. Because I also knew, I was, I was there the whole day. I was there the whole day. I was watching all of these niggas do this, do their thing. Mm. And I'm not going to lie to you, bro. I was not impressed. And that's what I said. Those, those were my opening lines. I've mm. watched all of you guys here. And I can safely say to you, I was not impressed. And the crowd just went crazy. Like, whoa. Who the hell does he think he's talking like that? And I knew in the back of my mind, y'all gonna know. Because uh, uh, uh. I'm gonna show you a thing or two about rap. And I performed a song called What You Know About Rap. 
So they asked me after my audition, bro, do that shit again before you step off the stage. Show these people what you know about rap. And I went again. So that was the crowning moment. I knew then already, like, man, I, I'm in, you know. Mm. And then it also went through a voting um, system. And the people voted, my nigga. I couldn't believe it. Because I'm not that popular nigga that, you know, I'm always out there. I'm here, I'm here. Nah, mm. I keep, I'm so reserved. I didn't think it would pan out. And it panned out. It panned out so perfectly. Getting on stage um, at the Ipotoy, that was my first big show ever. And it swallowed me, bro. The stage swallowed me because when I got on, it was so big. Like, I'm standing here on the edge and I'm looking that side and still like a far stretch to go that yeah, side. Yeah, yeah. And I was like thinking so much in my head while I'm busy rapping. Don't know how to connect with the people because there's so many of them in the open field. But sink or swim was all that I was going through my mind and there's no ways I'm gonna, you know, sink. So I was like, I'm oh, swimming yeah. this one. And when I got off stage, went to my brother and I was like, yo, bro, um, we've just been doing like small stages and small crowds. This is a big crowd and I almost didn't make it. I almost didn't make it, but through the grace of God and consistency, you know, it's like somebody, um, while you're busy on stage and then somebody's running to you and then they bump you. Instead of attending to them, you continue, you know. So as I was saying, um, learning, you know, the stage, yeah, and having been swallowed almost damn near by the stage. That sounds crazy. Because <laughs> you're saying you're being swallowed. <laughs> that is that, man. You know, like, um, it taught me a lot, man. Uh, it taught me a lot, and that's why I can sit here with you comfortably and just be like, it's not as easy as it looks on paper. Mm. You know, you sitting in your room, thinking about this how you want to do it, how you want to attack the industry and actually getting to the practical side. It's, it's not that easy. Yeah. It's, it's too different. What do you think? And but it's, yeah, when it's, it's there, it's, you're it's, like, Oh, it's completely, completely two different ball games, but that's where I learned. Okay. We need to be ready with the sound because when youngster them came on, you could feel the kick in your chest, bro. From the, and then with mine, it was like a, it wasn't flat, but it wasn't as hard as, you know, their kicks were. Mm. So even sonically, we were learning. Even so, we went there from that show. The following day, we went to the studio um, to Payne. And when we were there, we were like discussing everything that happened. The mistakes, um, the, the, the takeaways, the good vibes, the bad mm. vibes. And that's why I'm so anal with this new project as well. You know what I mean? That I'm currently working on. But yeah, that's, that's my experience of Ipotzoi. And then you mentioned, <laughs> what's up? Is it, are you not? Yes. <laughs> Look, you're saying this time I'm just gonna laugh because I've nah, my mind. It's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this time I'm just gonna laugh. Nah, it's so good, fam. Okay. Um, you said um, you, oh my. You said it's uh, yeah. Oh my guap. Mm. So that was um an old mutual competition. Okay. So basically, what they wanted was just like a submission of a video, of you rapping, but you touching on financial literacy right and in a pool of i'm not sure probably like 2000 people that took took, took part um i made it into the top six and then unfortunately i didn't win the guys that won they were both from johannesburg so i don't know if it was like we're gonna have to fly him up here or what type of vibes but i didn't win and both of the guys from Joburg won i took nothing like bad away from it because experience I, yeah i didn't even think that i would make it that far let alone top six so 
it, like I said, it's a W, you know, all of these things, all of these competitions, win or lose, I, I, I walk away with a W. If it didn't go my way, what did you take away from it? Mm. That's, that's, that's the W in the, you know, in the, in, in the loss, if I can put it like that. So, oh my guap, Ipotoi, um, pop bottles, filthy entertainment launch, um, one mic open slots, all these shows, you know, battle ciphers and kills river that i had it i believed what they were all just molding me and shaping mm. me mm. to better understand myself as an artist and to also better understand my music you performed on slicker spotlight as well yeah oh man that was crazy the build up to that because we came back from Joburg, so mm. we in cape town and you see what i say like this is something about cape town you know the energy for me personally it's so pure. Good things generally take place, I guess. So I'm ch- I'm I'm chilling. I guess. <laughs> I'm chilling. And then my brother has been talking to this one lady who works at Slicker on Life. And then he's been sending her our music and she really misses us. At that time it was seven five seven oh goat that we released and mm. a song called Um Killers in the Cape. So she messed with those records and she was like, Hey, do y'all think y'all can come down? to um santon ilovo you know and we were like yo gotta get back there we just came back you know <laughs> and rest in peace to my brother's mother e his mom she 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 helped us out with the money to get back and do it it was a very crazy experience we touched down in park station right looking at the time damn we need to be there it's like an hour before you know this whole, whole thing starts and you must know we don't know Choburg like that now go to the toilet to, to go change and prepare get into the toilet it's just dirty it smells I open the door there's like you know a whole lot of BS just sitting there and I'm like I'm not changing in here I close the door go outside now I'm in the open of, like in the open room in the toilet where the people can pee there you know, oh, wait, wait, I'm wait, not wait. in the toilet now in stalls, you're not in the stalls, yeah, not in, yeah. yeah, I'm right there in the open plan vibes, bro. I take off my clothes, you know, my pants that I had on tracks of oh, pants. Yeah. I put on the jean. I'm thinking, screw that. My brother does the same thing. Get an Uber. Off we go. And then we get to Ilovo. Bear in mind, I got a suitcase. I got a bag here. He's got a bag here as well. And he's rocking like this big jacket, Formula One jacket. <laughs> It just looked like nomads, bro. Like uh, it, it, it looked wrong. It didn't look like an up and coming like artist. You were hiking from yeah, Cape like, bro, it, looked, <laughs> it looked so, so, so cheap and broke, bro. And to which we were, you know, get there. Um, slick. I didn't see Slick at the time. I get there and then they introduce us and then I see Reason, like the rapper mm, he's sitting there. And I'm okay. like, yeah, man, this is crazy because. I mess with this man so much. Like, the reason HD, crazy, crazy reason time, bro. So I'm looking at this man like, yo, somebody that you admire sitting right here. I didn't know how to behave. I didn't know how to behave. I just tried to keep it cool. I got all these bags. And I started speaking to him like, yo, reason, what's up, man? I think I quoted a line from his raps just to show him like, yo, it's deep like that, you mm. know? And then the homie was like, so... um warm warm in a sense of it wasn't weird or anything like that easy i think he was also working doing some shit there mm. and then i had to go do my spotlight recording now i do my thing you know i perform robert mugabe after i'm done reason comes through he's like hey man are you from zim and i'm like nah i'm not from zim and then another girl comes around from the other corner she's like are you from zimbabwe and i'm like nah just 
it's a concept. Robert Mugabe doesn't mean I'm from there, but no, I'm not from there. And they were like messing with it, bro. And then I saw Slicker, you know, leaving. Shook my hand, I shook his hand. And then he, I'm sure he had to go somewhere. And then he left, you know. And we did the recording. And after the recording, we had to go back to go catch um, thingy, a taxi back home. So it wasn't like we had money to stay and sleep. No. In and out. Literally work. In and out. Go. And that's how I always, like, got close to my brother. Because, like I said, when we started this thing off, we weren't close at all. But now it's like, he knows everything that I do. I know everything that he does. And build a relationship from staying solid you know and it gets me you know in my feels when you ask me these questions talk to me about the spotlight feature because i not to say i forgot about it but every time i talk about it it brings back you know emotions like oh, yeah. damn we were down bad <laughs> um wait, wait now coming from that music you currently listen to Right now. Yeah. What do you listen to? Snow, Snow Allegra. Is it Snow Allegra? Snow, Snow Allegra. Snow Allegra, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm banging a lot of her these days. Um, <laughs> who else is on my playlist? AKA, that mass country. I'm not going to flex. I only, I only like, like, to be honest, there's only three songs. I think three, four songs that I actually... No. I don't know, maybe because I know I'll never hear of him again. Mm. So now it's like that, that emotional attachment as well to the, the project. You never know. Because remember this AI. Dude, yeah. uh, it, it, it won't feel the same, bro. It won't feel the same. For me, it won't feel the same. And you're right, but, you know. But it's um, Snow, a.k.a. Who else do I bang a lot? Funny enough, I listen to a lot of um, NBA Youngboy. Like, mm. And... In the beginning, I couldn't understand, like, the the sound, you know. But when I went back and I kept on going back and I kept on going back, I started understanding the slang. I started understanding the sound. Mm. Um, and my young brother is into, like, a lot of juice work. So I'm starting, like, to also gravitate towards him. I'm open to listening to anything. But my default setting will always be, like, you know, your, um, your Jay-Z's, you know, your Lil Wayne, definitely Lil Wayne at any given time of the day. Um, yeah, but Snow, Snow is the one that I'm like listening to the most right now, bro. I'm not going to lie. Um, another question. Oh yeah. Do you feel like if you listen too much to other music that that influences your music and then you end up sounding like, like that, the music that you're listening to? Yes and no. Yes, because in this current, you know, state that I'm in making a project I know the sound that I I, I I want the project to have so automatically I'm going to be you know diverting towards that if it's a, a trap soul sound for example I'm going to be listening to the Bryson Tillers the, the Tory Lanes and them because I'm also trying to go into character you know, if like you know, when an actor gets given a script and they say this is the Joker, so you need to go into that character. So that is why I listen to other music on that level because I'm currently busy with the theme. You know, right now it's maybe it's it's a love project, it's a slow. So I can't be listening to Lil Dirk, for example, and the homie's talking about whatever crazy stuff he's talking about, and then I want to go back to 
a mellow beat. It's not so. It's yes, yes and no. It does influence because, and the only time it will influence is if I'm, I'm, I'm on, I'm in that bag as well. I'm trying to make something mm. that's on that. Yeah. Um. Why have you been so quiet though on social media? Elaborate. There came a time with, where um. When you wake up, the first thing that you do is go on your phone. You know, check if you got any the updates. Put it like that. And then, I started feeling like, without even being aware, I'm 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 becoming dependent on this thing, you know. Because when I w- would wake up in the morning, I would just my phone is right here next to me, so just checking, you know. And the 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 the, the stance I'm using is I'm checking any updates. But an hour will go by, or an hour and a half will go by, and I'm just randomly scrolling. And then I realized, hey, but this is not productive. You wasted an hour. You wasted an hour, you know. So that was the first, like, flag that I picked up. And what I also, without even being aware, like I mentioned, you just take your phone randomly on random times. And then you you leave Instagram. You closed Instagram. Then you scroll through your phone. Then you go on, back onto Instagram. And I was like, but I was just on here. Nothing has changed in, in, in five minutes, if I can put it like that. Mm. So that's when I started seeing, like, I'm not engaging the way i'm supposed to be using it it's mm. more like now i'm my entertainment is based on scrolling and seeing and i know myself that there's more to life than you know what staying on, the the staying on it and it's not real it's not a real reflection of what's happening outside mm. so i stepped away f- because of that and i was like i think i need like to, to detox myself and it, it was super hard because the brain is so used to doing this and then boom 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 i started getting into project mode now it's like, okay, I walked away from this for like two years and I told my brother as well, I'm not going to be recording for a minute because I want to I wanna clean myself up mentally, you know, so that I can give people something worth listening to mm-hmm. because it would just feel like I'm doing and doing. And bear in mind, ever since I started rapping, you know, for as long as I can remember from, um, um, what is this, youngest veteran, I've been putting out projects year after year. Year, after. so I was just like, no, I'm, I'm gonna end up talking about the same things, just on a different beat. That's the only thing that's different. But the subject matter is the same. So I needed mm. time to grow, mm. and taking new experiences, you know, new memories. And I, I, I can safely say, bro, from hotel hopping, you know, me and my girl, I told her that as well. Like, I'm, being an artist, I don't, I don't know how I'm gonna feel an hour from now. You know, inspiration might hit me. And I feel like, nah, or oh, this place might feel like it's not the right energy for me. So I'm, I'm very much spiritually moved in terms of energy. So she knows, like, when we were putting together this thing, we would go from hotel to hotel to hotel to hotel. I'm looking for that energy, that, you mm. know, that purity. And that's basically, number one, we have been. It was just walking away from feeling like I'm, 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 I'm depending or I'm becoming too much dependent on the social media things checking out other people's lives as if mine is perfect, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I took a step away from that and then the one that sealed it for me where it's like, I, I don't want to go back now anytime soon. I first want to finish this project because I don't want distractions. Like that question that you asked me, is like, do you feel like what you listen to can somewhat influence what you create? I feel like what I read and what I take in can somewhat also influence what I create, mm-hmm. you know? So that is why I walked away and I was like, nah, man, when I made all my other projects staying in my mama's house, I didn't have um, a phone. I didn't have these social media things. 
So everything that came from there was something that was like embedded inside mm. of me and it's been wanting to come out. Now, how sure am I that with, you know, a programmed mindset, because that for me was like a, a young, subtle programming that I was under. How do you know that you're even touching on topics that are relevant, touching on topics that are relatable, or you're just saying the same bunch of BS mm. on a different beat, as I mentioned? That was the key one. I want to finish this project and I want to finish it without any in sort of, you know, influences mm. or distractions. And so tell us more about this project. So for now, the name is Before Winter. Backstory, quick backstory. Winter is my, my son's name. So all of these songs that I have were songs that were created before him in its literal sense, Before Winter. And I, I feel like it's not the sound that people are going to be expecting in, you know, trappy, trappy. Mm. There will be trap songs, don't get me wrong. I'm trying mm. to cater for everyone, but I'm trying to make a well, you know, blended, blended project. Bro. Mm. If Wizzo's listening to it and you want to pop in a song for you and your lady to listen to, there has to be a track there. Even if it's one, there has to be. Mm -hmm. If you're on the road and you want to get your energy up, I got you with Vans, you know, if you want to be reflective and you want to think about your ex who broke up with you, I have you there with no need, mm. you know, I'm trying to make a pocket for stuff that we know we go through on a daily basis, mm. heartbreaks, challenges, um, reflecting, appreciating, gratitude, as they say. So it took a while to even come to this whole thing of before winter. My brother gave me that. He was like, yo, why don't you name it before winter? Because we've always been looking to do this you know, and we were looking to drop it um, before winter. But now obviously we are in winter. Oh, yeah. And I said to him, like, there's a lot of, you know, ways we can play around with it. You know, the literal sense before winter. Mm. And you can also go figuratively. It still works. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It oh, still yeah. works. So with this one, I don't particularly have a theme like I do with all my other ones. A person would say, ah, it's probably about his son because, you know, the name is there. No. It's everything that has happened before up until now. You know what I mean? And most importantly, before winter came into the picture. This is the type of mind frame that I was in. The first half of the project and the second half will also give you like, this is where we're at right now. Mm. And um, the producers I'm working with right now there, it's Lal. Obviously, Lal is on Vans. Gotta put Lal on Vans. I got Manny Manhattan as well from the States. I love working with him. You know, he's got very, very nice beats, you know. And who else is on there? It's Manny. It's Lao. Shibit. This is where I need E because he's the, <laughs> he's the guy that knows most of How many of songs people. though? We're looking to go for eight or nine songs. I don't want to make a, a too long project because Dreams of Plenty was 18 songs. Um, V2 was nine songs. Ape Town was like 11 or 12 songs. So I just want, I wanted it to be six initially, EP length, 30 minutes, under 30 minutes. But then I told him, let's just make music, you know. Even the whole thing of trying to chase that deadline of before winter, we might get it, but are we going to get a solid project, you know. Something that says, okay, he has been away for two years. You can hear, you mm. know, from the sound to the content. You can actually hear that this guy has grown. Not... Uh, he, he, he was trying to make a summer, you know, cut in terms of I, I, I released it before the summer, so now I can try and get summer gigs. No, I believe if you really, really take your time and you work on it, 
the way you're supposed to work on it, the people will definitely pick up on it. Mm. And that's, I think, the stage that I'm on now is like, I want to finesse it. Mm. Yeah, I want to finesse it. We have scored, we've been scoring, but now let's try to put it in such a way where it looks beautiful from the, the shot till the placement. Mm. That's before winter. I feel like it's also how you're going to uh, promote it. Yes. If it's going to be a success. Yes. You can say that again because most cases, it, good projects don't go anywhere because you're relying on the thing of, I know it's a dope body of work. So mm. now you need to take it out to them. You be- need to take it out to them. Because like a lot of people just uh, put it, post it on wherever and then put a link there. Kla. And that's exactly why I also said I lost um, like my young inspiration for music at the time because I felt like I was doing that. You know, I record and then when I'm done recording, I have to put it out there. And the one thing that irks me the most is having to beg you to go listen, if I can put it like mm. that. And then people say, no, I'm going to listen, I'm going to listen. Or some of them say, I listened to it. And then you're like, did you really listen to it? <laughs> but you're just saying it to make me feel better. You know, so I, I got tired of that. You know, I got tired of that. When now I'm making music because, number one, I want to. I'm enjoying it again. And that is what I always used to say to people. The, the moment I start, like, I feel like I'm not having fun. I'm going to walk away from it because mm. I don't want to put myself, you know, um, or overburden myself, man. Okay, wait. Project, how many songs? We more or less have how many producers? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, nah, but like, look at when, when, when is it dropping though? I'm looking for October, bro. That's the one thing that I told me. I'm looking to put it... I, sh- I should be done even way before October. October, like beginning of October? Beginning. End of beginning. October. Definitely beginning of October. If we can push even for like month end of September, so that when we get into October, November, mm. you just literally, like you said, you're marketing the hell out of it. Mm. But latest is the beginning of October. Okay. Latest, definitely. I can, I can, put, I can put it out on record and say latest is the beginning of October. And we'll definitely be listening to it, yeah, because he'll be here next time For to sure. promote the, the, to the what's the name, the project. I got to be. It will change. It can be before winter. It can be after summer. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the titles will change, I'm telling you, because what I mean by that is I know my brother and I know myself. You know, we might today, yeah, this is it. And then tomorrow you find something because he will call me like at two in the morning and say, watch this. Or I'll call him at four in the morning or send him a clip in the morning, in, in whatever time of the morning. Listen to this. Can this be used as an intro? Can we use this as a skit? You know, I love creating. It's very draining as well, but it's a very beautiful, you know, process to see something something come from an idea to actually bringing it to a product. And um, we also might have it playing first here, whatever he has on Definitely. the table, we'll have it here. Definitely. I'm going to send you, bro. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I would definitely want to listen to it beforehand. Please, oh, yeah. please. Oh, yeah. definitely. Um, the other thing is, are the beats from scratch? And also, is there writer's block? Mm. Even though you say you, you don't write? Yeah. But I mean, you like... Do. You do get writer's yeah, block, yeah, yeah. even if you don't write. My fear is with people that don't write and they say they don't write or experience writers of blog, that means you, it means you're rapping about a bunch of nothing. You know what I mean? That that for me is what I take away from it. But um, writer's blog, I do experience it, but I, I feel like it mostly comes from 
being uninspired you know mm. when the game is not exciting or there's nothing that you heard that makes you feel like whoa you know that's when the writer's block will come about you know what i mean and also if i don't expe- go through a lot of things like if if my life is boring i'm just sitting watching tv i don't experience a lot of things so i don't have much to talk about but if i'm around wizzo and his lady and i see how you guys you know treat each other and engage that might give me a concept like around love now that is oh, yeah, yeah. you know so that's how i treat writer's block if i do feel it creeping up try to always watch content read i love reading there's no substitute for that i believe so that's where you get to play with your brain you know you're moving it through this maze and you're trying to get to the other place what was the other question now again beats from scratch beats from scratch um dave beats is also a producer this came to my mind now as well he makes like he's beats from scratch he does sampling and all of that as well um there are a few songs that are sampled i think it's three three songs that are sampled but the mo- the, the majority of them it's all from scratch yeah I love it. I love songs that's from scratch. No. I don't like yeah. this sampling yeah. every song and then because at the end of the day if you th- if you think about the 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 international artists when Correct. they sample yeah. you're paying for that. Yes. So why not make a song oh, from yes. scratch then you don't have to You don't to, have to pay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't have to pay. And that is actually what we should be encouraging to be honest because that's real creativity. Mm. That for me that's real oh, creativity. Oh, yeah, I, f- I feel the same. Okay. If 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 I can sample, I will also sample because it's not to say it's not creative, mm. but I also feel like with a, a sample, you might not necessarily go wrong. Like the song might just be deemed as a hit, a hit off the bat just purely based off the sample that you chopped up. But I feel like also like if you take a sample, you could be taking like a sample that's known. So people are going to like, oh, can I remember the song? That's where I'm getting it. Yeah, that's but that, that, this is exactly I feel like I feel it. like I love the whole sitting there going through synths. Um, tuning mm, it, mm. fine-tuning it, put some reverb on it, listen to it. Like that whole process of narrating the the the, the, the sound. Correct. Oh, yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. And I also agree with you. Bro. I can take like hours. 80%. Let me do different kicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's tedious. It's a tedious amount oh, yeah. of work. Oh, I know yeah. it. But definitely cooking up over sampling, bro. Mm. For oh, so yeah. many reasons, as you mentioned as well. Oh, yeah. This is like it's the same with me, like writing, like mm. the, it's a whole journey, man. Correct. It's a whole journey when you're writing, because like you can, because I remember like once I said one song like two months. You see, two months. I couldn't like. You see, I just left it like first verse couldn't finish. And I get that from times as well where I'll be writing a track and I have like a fire, fire first verse. And then, ah, shit, but I forgot about this still a second verse of the song. <laughs> and then your mind is like, yo, but I feel like I should just leave it here with the first verse, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, and then that's where I would either like leave it, like you said, for a couple of days or weeks, and I come back to it, see if I have anything new to say or fresh to say, or try and reach out to, you know, a writer, a co-writer or somebody who you collaborate with. Sammy, Sammy's like a guy who like, I collaborate a lot with him. It's not to say like, oh, he's writing my songs for me. Oh, Hell no. Ghost. But uh, uh, nah, I was nah, gonna ask that. Nah. It's more of like, um, he's helping me with the concept. Okay. We, if I'm struggling with penning verse two, he will he will say, let's listen, for example, to verse one. Let's hear what you're touching on. What are you speaking on? Okay, I think we should make verse two like this now it becomes almost like a movie script you know instead of a song 
and I love the way, you know, he has taught me how to think and E as well. Take yourself outside the box. You don't necessarily have to be going through the situation to be able to write about it. You can just write from other people's experiences. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, what else did I want to ask now? I had something now, but then I was still listening. And it flew away. I get that, yo. I get that so much times, bro. <laughs> I get that so much. My girl and my brother be looking at me like, ah, is it gone? I tell him it's gone, bro. Especially, I, I feel like also when you, when, you, when, you, when you have so many ideas. Yeah. You have to write it down or focus exactly. it on a, on a exactly. recording because otherwise... no ways you're going to remember it. There's n- you, like you said, you have so many other ideas wanting to also come to the front. Oh, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Pen it down so that you don't forget it. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Now it's coming back. Um, do we expect the visuals? Yeah, definitely. Because that's the one thing that intentionally I was not shooting any videos for. Because I don't want to shoot videos that everybody has been shooting. And it is like um, songs that you have in mind. Definitely. That you want to do. Yes, okay. from this new project. Okay. And funny enough, from the old project as well, like my brother specifically, he, he messes with a lot of songs from V2 and Ape Town that he felt like, yo, this deserved, you know, it still deserves um, visuals. Mm. But I want to be um, more present in terms of the visual game. Mm. I want to be more present. And at the beginning, I always wanted people to to know my music, to f- mess with my music. And I feel like they know the music. You know what I mean? Now, people feed more on visuals now. You know, instead of you giving them a song, a link to a song, they'll probably go listen to the song more if it's backed by a video. Mm. So definitely getting on the visual steez, 110%. And obviously pushing on social media. Yeah. TikTok and now everywhere going crazy and another thing where's about that apart from trying to clear your mind and get you get your mental state right i also believe you need to have a good product you know i can't be on social media every day and i'm posting but there's no music you end up looking like a, a i don't know a model a facebook model instead of a musician so if i don't have anything i won't say anything mm. you know if no i don't way. have anything i won't say anything then, no you, then you end up feeling like when you drop, like, you feel like the new kid on the block again. And, you know, and finding out, like, I've been here, man. It's just that I've been in the background working mm. on myself. You can never lose when you build yourself, man. Facts on facts. Straight up. Facts. Um, wait. I think I covered everything. Oh, no, no, wait, wait. Um, do you watch football? Yeah, I watch, I watch okay, football. Okay, wait, who's your team? Manuel. Bro, it's looking bad for you guys though. You, but anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> bro, you, you don't tell me you 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 mess with football. Yeah, Arsenal, we out here. Arsenal. I was about I was about to say like you look like a Liverpool nah, um, supporter, bro. Nah, nah <laughs> no. Then it would be awkward because you guys lost seven, no. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you had to squeeze that in there. Hey man, you know like the the the, the boys are training right now, man. Summer break, but we out here, bro. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We out here. We we we. We're gonna be we're gonna be good. I just had to ask. Okay, wait, and, and, and like locally, do you support locally um football? Yeah, um I don't have a choice. You know, you know when you're born into a team, my dad, Kaiser Chiefs, you know, the whole family vibes. But Mamelodi Sundowns is my team of choice. Bro. Oh yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. That's my okay. I would say that's my that's my team. Mm. In 
in the PSL. Yes. But okay, maybe I'll go for like um, Cape Town Spurs or so. Oh, Ajax Cape Town. And, you know what I mean? Just to keep it local as well, Are Cape we? Town City. And... Nah, not Cape Town City. <laughs> Cape Town Spurs, maybe. Are they Cape Town Spurs now? Yeah. Wow. So they changed it. Yeah, it was Ajax Cape Town and then it went to um, Cape Town Spurs. Cape Town City, if I'm correct now, the one of the founders. Yeah. Or person who had shares still in the place, sold his shares and started Cape Town City. Because they only came about, what, 20, officially like 2016. Mm, that's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. So it's all like under one umbrella type of vibes. Mm. You can, yeah. I like that. Okay, so so Arsenal, that's the whole, okay, bro, we then, we then kill him, bro. Uh, <laughs> we then kill him, bro. <laughs> okay, I give it to you, bro. At least take something, you know what I mean? And uh, oh yeah, at least we have like one football club like in common here, PSL Sundowns. Yes, nice, oh, yeah. nice. Oh, yeah, Sundowns. And you said obviously now guys the cheese, but guys, but that you that you born you born yeah, yeah you, you, born know, you don't have a choice. You inherited that one, man. <laughs> um, anything else from your side? From my side, oh because I'm because I'm like oh, wait, wait. I would say to the youngsters out there specifically, the the, the guys. You know, um, protect your, your yourself, man. Protect your energy. You know, um, your mental health, especially. People don't speak about that a lot. So, always take time out for yourself. Always check on yourself, and don't rely on people to be checking on you because then you're gonna neglect yourself. And if you're trying to do this music thing, you know, and make a career out of it, um, I I encourage encourage you to to also understand the business business side of things you know that's gonna help you a lot as opposed to just like making music and rapping and rapping and rapping it's gonna give you depth you know it's gonna help you um and where can people find you except your actual location i mean like you know (laughs) like socials like (laughs) yeah like um obviously whatsapp like but that's a personal platform you know if you if unless you, you want the people to yeah, message it, you on WhatsApp. If I'm good with you like that, then, <laughs> then you can hit me up on the, on the WhatsApp. But for, you know, general inquiries and just reaching out, you can reach me out on Facebook, Ayanda King on the page, or you can say Ayanda Sisusa on my personal page. Or you can also reach out to um, at Ayanda King Sisusa on Twitter and also on Instagram. It's the same thing. Um, so, yeah, man, like... Instagram, Facebook. Oh, so you don't do the TikTok thing? I actually have TikTok, but I don't have it on my phone. Hence, it also slipped up my mind. But it's also Ayanda King there as well. Okay. But um, like you said, man, I I need to obviously you know get back out there. But I also felt like I wouldn't want to be out there, and I'm, it's not the best version of me, man. Like you said, you're gonna end up becoming negative. You end up spreading negative narratives, and that's not how we want to do things. We want to inspire kids. You want to teach them about good, stay in school, you know, get mm. educated, especially for the musicians, man, because we're seeing a lot of, you know, our fellow artists dying broke, dying poor, signing bad deals. So always try to find a way of educating yourself. You know, YouTube is like the new encyclopedia. You can find anything there if you if you know how to search okay. properly. Right. But in a nutshell, in closing, Wizzo, just always protect your mental health and always try to um, acquire as much knowledge as you can. Advice given. Lost thoughts. Nothing, nothing else. Nah, nothing else. I didn't forget anything or... Nah, I think I 
was a beautiful one, man. Oh, wait. Line. It was really a beautiful one. I didn't even... The time just went... Pshh, pshh, pshh. Um, yeah. Guys, uh, that is the end of the show. But he'll be back, you know. He'll be back. Definitely. We'll, we'll have him back here. Definitely. Have a... Talk about a project. Oh, play yeah. some songs. Young Exclusive. Yeah, like a young <laughs> listening session. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Thank you once again for coming through. Thank I you. appreciate it so much. Um, we have each other's iMessage, so it's not going to be like where you message me and I never get that. Oh, yeah. Now, but shout out to you. Firstly, allow me to say that. And the team, KF Culture, I really, really appreciate um, the moment, man, oh, for yeah. having me, oh, yeah. um, accepting me into your space, and just letting me chop up game with you. Oh, yeah. We only bring fire <laughs> to the studio. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If you're not a hyena, oh, yeah. don't, don't, don't come. Don't oh, yeah. even step in here. Oh, yeah. Don't come here. <laughs> um, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Also, if you are new to the channel, don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button. Also, drop a comment down below what you think. And uh, audio episodes on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. And yeah, that's basically it. Also, guys, don't forget, promote yourself like you are your biggest fan. Safe. Facts. Peace out.